Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. No problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. That is one of the Fox News reporters doing a Q&A with an illegal immigrant who just crossed. They know the border's open. They know Joe Biden opened up the border. They've told their deals, their deals, and Espanol to be aunts and uncles, primos, cousins. They've told everybody the border's open. It's time to head to the USA because Better get some, you know, before you can't get any more. Get some, getting's good. Welcome to hour one of the Dana Show from the Dana Show Southern Command. Thank you, Dana, for the call. She, she and family, they're taking care of business behind the scenes. And we're reporting to you today from deep south Texas. That's right, the border with Mexico. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and I'm in for my friend Dana Lash. And, man, we got, uh, again, the limelight on the border. And I welcome it. Because we need to continue this conversation. We need to, and, and thank you, by the way. I, I know with affiliates in Texas, affiliates in Florida, Arizona, thank you so much to governors and leadership forcing the issue of illegal immigration back to the limelight, back to the you know, top of the hour news. Just, you know, I, I know it's kind of hard to elbow in because you got some of these networks lollygagging and wasting time with, you know, you know, make she rest in peace, that's a sweet old lady from England. But it's England, and it's a queen, and we don't have a queen. And well, I can't believe some of these networks are still wasting time with top of the hour news with all this royal family coverage. But hey, we're it's a free press, and I've said before many times on the show, they're free to be as as stupid as they want. Unfortunately, they keep the electorate really dumb, keep us all dumb and stupid. If that's all you listen to, all you pay attention to, thank you for listening to The Dana Show and trying to seek out information, seek the truth. Keep searching, amigo. It's it's out there somewhere. Just got to feed your mind. So immigration back to the top of the hour, thanks to Governor Abbott, Governor DeSantis, Governor Ducey. Hey, is Governor Ducey still sending buses out from state? He should be. This is the only way we're going to get it out there. I've said before, uh, for example, on, on a different time, let me just branch off real quick. Here in Texas, since we were a country at one time, we were a republic. And, and if you look at the original intent of, you know, the relationship of the federal government, they just way the heck 
way too big right now. It's way too big with bridges. It's handling too many local issues. But the relationship between the states and Washington, D.C., where it's you as an individual, you're the one that empowers local government to make law. And at the state level, we're supposed to be empowering the federal government to take care of certain defensive issues, especially when it comes to border issues. Governor Abbott here in Texas, he's got a right to declare an invasion. I mean, when you have a president, Joe Biden, that is n- not not a president, he's he's not act- he's not the chief executive. He ain't executed nothing. What he what's he, what he is killing? He's not executing. What he's killing is the law, the border law. He's not enforcing anything on the on the border. It's it's wide open, and as you heard clearly from that illegal immigrant um, at the top of the hour. They know it's open. They know it's time to get here as quickly as possible. You're declaring an invasion. I've said before, you'd, if Governor Abbott were to declare in Texas, were to declare an invasion and arrest from the federal government any work that's being done on the border to stop illegal immigration and actually arrest illegal immigrants and send them back to Mexico, as Governor Abbott once in, in an interview with me about three weeks ago claimed that he his Texas officers were doing, and it's getting no attention whatsoever. But if he made the announcement, I am declaring an invasion, everybody who crosses illegally, everyone is going back. I know it's going to be real expensive, you know, charter flights and bus rides and vehicles sending people south of the border. That issue would catapult the illegal, illegal immigration issue top of mind right before the vote so people understand. This improvised effort to send people to Washington, D.C., to New York, to Illinois, to Martha's Vineyard, to, you know, Kamala Harris's house this week is good. But I think the better one would have been actually declaring the invasion and bring the cameras, capture the illegal immigrants, round them up. If Border Patrol wants help, fine, but I don't think they will because they're under orders, under federal orders, and, you know, Chief Executive has them by the, you know, what's, I think it's Texas DPS, Texas National Guard. We need to have Texas authorities round them up, send them back, and have that fight now where the states assert their authority, assert their power. States are the ones supposed to be giving the federal government the power. We agree on... But we're way beyond that. The federal government is just way too big right now. And the federal government under Joe Biden is not doing its job. They claim it's a federal issue. Wait, federal issue. You ain't doing nothing about it. It's wide open. The illegal immigrants know what's going on. And it's going to be, uh, Val, it's going to be cut, too, because, man, I've got some whoppers. It's like every single day, man, are these Democrats serving up some whoppers, big old fat lies every single day. Man, imagine if they gave trophies for the lie of the day. i tell you what, I think Corinne Jean-Pierre, or White House press you know, spokesperson, man, I, I think she'd have more championships than you know, every single sport combined. It, it's every single day in a big fat whopper of a lie. Cut to Valkyrie Jean-Pierre on the rebuilding, the how Joe Biden's trying to rebuild the immigration system because Donald Trump destroyed it. Go ahead, my friend. How you can make that argument when all DHS has said it's bracing for these 
potentially two million migrants to come. So, you know, we'll say this, rebuilding the immigration system, uh, especially one that was decimated under the previous administration, won't, won't happen overnight. We're not going to flip a switch and get that done. That's what I said at the beginning. We know that there's work to be done, but we're doing the work uh, to make sure that, uh, uh, that, uh, that we remove and expel uh, folks who are coming here, um, uh, who are being encountered uh, at the border. Key words, decimated. The immigration system we had in our country was decimated by Donald Trump. Big whopper, big fat lie from Corinne Jean-Pierre. Under Donald Trump, and I'll tell you another little figure they like throwing around this week that they easily get caught in a lie. I'm just convinced that the Biden administration, they just think the American electorate... They just think American people, everybody's just is stupid. And, and you know what? Sadly, according to a, a, a poll that was taken just a few days back, sometimes I do agree that maybe, unfortunately, about a third of us, maybe sometimes half of us, we're so ill-informed. Our neighbors, our family so ill-informed. And, and everybody's working for I like to think everybody's working for a living. They have a tough time keeping up with all this information where they think everything's just fine on the board because they're not, they're not paying attention decimated that came under joe biden because we think back now we had returned to mexico an improvised program with mexico city and central america anybody wanting to seek asylum you see the asylum system is one that's being abused on the on the u.s mexican border people coming to the border crossing asking for a piece of paper because they like to seek asylum and they get into this country they're working it they're gaming the system they're abusing the system under donald trump uh -uh. he developed a method where they would be returned to mexico with the you know, Mexico City agreeing and with Central American friends, they agree that they're going to be sent and they can wait their turn in Mexico before they cross the border. Boy, that definitely got rid of the massive tsunami of humanity that we saw that we saw just in the previous administration. We saw under under Obama. But as soon as Joe Biden gets office, he pretty much declares he's in fact for what was it like a hundred days, a hundred days, first hundred days. He stopped deportations. No more deportations, period. And that 100 days became now, however many hundred days, we have 400, 500 days now of his presidency. And now almost 5 million illegal immigrants later. Because it's not only the two, almost 2 million in this fiscal year, plus the million plus that got away from Border Patrol, but it's all the illegal immigrants that came to office after his executive edict Stop deportations. Stop people being returned. Stop the return to Mexico program. Back then, the excuse was also based on based on COVID. But all the illegal immigrants that came at the end of February to the end of September, the last little portion of the fiscal year, you got to add that. So we've got almost five million illegal immigrants that have crossed the border so far this year, with no end in sight. Decimated. Karine Jean-Pierre is right. Yes, border security, immigration has been decimated. Wrong person, though, Ms. Karine. It's your boss. It's Joe Biden who decimated the immigration apparatus in this country. And doing the work? Whose work? Not the work of the American people. She said, we're doing the work. You know whose work you're doing? You're doing the work for the cartels. I had a conversation I'm going to share with you 
I believe it might be in the next hour of the program, hour number two. I think, yeah, there it is. I, I lined them up for next hour. Every single immigrant that comes across the border is monitored by the cartels. And each one of them, man, they cough up either in debt, you know, indentured servitude, or in cash that they, I don't know, maybe they sold a little plot of land in Central America. They sold a couple of little huts, their car, whatever, you know, maybe some jewelry. They wind up getting like six, eight, ten thousand bucks, wherever they come from. They cough that over to the cartels. The cartels making hand over fist profit in human trafficking, human smuggling. Yeah, doing the work of immigration. Yeah, this Biden administration is doing the work of immigration for the cartels, enriching the cartels. And that's the truth, amigo. Oh, man, we got plenty of more sound cuts and stupid audio of the day I want to share with you when it comes to border security, or in our case, under the Biden administration, no security whatsoever. It's, it's a completely open border. And again, Governor Ducey, Governor Abbott, Governor DeSantis, keep those buses rolling. Keep those planes flying. Keep sending them up to Illinois, Washington. Keep sending them to California. Send them to California. Send them to Massachusetts. Keep sending up northeast. Get these people to wake, to wake up. I uh, wanted to tell you something else I, I saw in the uh, the headlines and legislation that had been moving up in D.C. that you should know. I think the effort by senators to codify, as they say, right, gay marriage, same-sex marriage, that put it in the books because, you know, we got a conservative court, they're afraid some of the folks on the left are afraid they're going to go after gay, gay marriage. If, you know, that's the priority for them. And they're going to run it through the courts and send it back to the states. Which, in the end, if you think about it, where, where in the Constitution is the federal government called on to, to marry people or to approve the marriage of people? Or what is marriage? That's just one of, the, one of those functions set back, back to the states. But either way, lawmakers up in D.C. wanted to arrest this and... Some of them wanted to codify gay marriage, same-sex marriage, make sure the high court doesn't get it. They're done. Last I saw, and this was a headline from, from this morning, and it, it was, again, it was Karine Jean-Pierre. Same-sex marriage rights. Non-negotiable, she says, but it looks like this issue will be left till after the November midterms, and you know where, where that is going as far as November midterms. It's 20 minutes after the hour. You're listening to The Dana Show. We're broadcasting today's program from her Southern Command in South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hello online? You need to go to Twitter at Sergio Talk. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 
says 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Elon Musk in the news again. He's hitching his legal wagon to testimony up in D.C., saying that a whistleblower has revealed flaws in Twitter's data security, and he wants to use that maybe a possible reason to get out of his $44 billion offer to purchase Twitter. Bed Bath & Beyond, they're going to close 150 stores nationwide. That's about 20% of their store inventory. U.S. and Mexico planning to cooperate in manufacturing semiconductors, a pilot project that was announced by the White House. And it's National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. Man, you can smell those words. From South Texas, the Dana Show Southern Command, I'm Sergio Sanchez. Join us online. You can say hi online at Sergio Talk on Twitter. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. The Dana Show. So if I were President Trump, certainly this affidavit confirms they don't have a leg to stand on. I go back to the court and I say, look, you know, this this material was turned over. Uh, you know, we I tried to play nice here. Uh, but in the end, these are my records personally, and I want them all back. And I want court recognition that what they t- did here was an abuse of power that hasn't been seen in American history. That's the voice of Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch, a good organization. You should look into him. Send him a few bucks every now and then, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Judicial Watch, and it's like he's like a one-man army. I, I salute you, brother. Tom Fitton and and folks helping him out in Judicial Watch. Yeah, he says uh, President Trump should ask for all the, you know, these documents. that he, The latest argument, you know, from folks representing President, uh, former President Trump, he declassified all this stuff. What we know now, special master appointed to this case, this investigation, Department of Justice, FBI, taking these documents. 
Special Master is asked to work all the way to November, so we're going beyond the election on this. Hey, welcome to Hour 1 of The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, we're taking care of business behind the scenes. Lord willing, she'll be back with us on Monday. You want to say hi, send a little question or comment. It's at Sergio Talk on Twitter, and I'll go look for that information. Um, coming up in just a little bit, a couple minutes away, I'm going to share with you a conversation that I had with Andy Berger, who is a sex trafficking and sex abuse survivor and has a national organization. I brought her on a comment. On a story came out of Florida uh, earlier this week. 160 child predators. 160. And you know what's scary? Look, FBI and DOJ, they're wasting their time, in my opinion, it's the FBI, DOJ right now. It's web politically weaponized and wasting American resources, wasting investigative resources, and trying to piece together, you know, doing, going all through all these investigatory, you know, prosecutorial contortions to try to slam some charges on, on Donald Trump. That's the way I see it. But while, like, real crime, child predators, now, there was a successful sting that took 160 predators off the street. I'm sure the feds were involved in that with sheriff's offices and police departments. 160 predators in this one sting that was announced this past week from Florida. Can you imagine how many more of these wolves, these predators, would be removed from society if the FBI were to concentrate and working with authorities to truly prosecute crime, protect kids, make good use of these federal investigations? Andy Berger, uh, she survived sex trafficking. She's coming up here in, in just a second. And I want to mention to you, because I, I had a, uh, quickly uh, pointed to a recent Harvard-Harris poll. And, and I made mention of, of how national media and how they're distracted. They're, they have every right to be free. And I, I believe in a free press. Believe me, I, I belong to a free press. Thank God for America, for the American Constitution and a free press. But they they don't do the effort to, rem, to remain free as a press, as a people. They don't do us any, any help by keeping us, my neighbors, my family, just dumb and uninformed and concentrating, for example. Like, like right now, one of the ancillary Fox channels going wall to wall and the queen. Is she still dead? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, she's still dead. It's irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant. And it's, it's the lack of information that keeps us dumb. A Harvard Harris poll released a few days back. Despite inflation, you know, double digit increase in the price of all types of food, protein, chicken, beef, lending rates going through the roof. We've now crossed 6%, 30 year fixed rate for homes. North of six, going north. Inflation, 8.3. Solid. Still growing. Now we got word. I got a PWC headline here somewhere. Companies already removing help wanted signs. Removing, by, you know, by attrition, some of the job openings. And they're getting ready to cut. How many companies are getting ready to cut employees because of what? The recession. And, yes, the illegal immigration issue that I, I started the program with today. That it, It's awful. It's bad. It's Biden's fault. This is Biden's border mess. Despite all of that, 
And again, take it you know with a grain of salt. After all, it is Harvard. I wonder how they waited. How much more? Because I know by looking at this, I know they waited Democrats more than Republicans. And I'd like to know how many independents were left undecided on this. They don't tell you. All they report to you, if they sneak this one in, a new poll finds that Republicans and Democrats are nearly tied. But despite, like I said, inflation, illegal immigration, price of food going up, jobs starting to disappear, the energy problems, you know, the baby formula shortage. Did you forget about that already? The lack of leadership on that one? Harvard, Harris Poll, says 51% of respondents choose Democrats. 49% align with Republicans in this midterm election. What? Really? I, I, I have to believe that, again, it's just weighted improperly, and I have to believe in my heart of hearts, people, my neighbors, my family, fellow citizens, are really not that, not that dumb. Not that stupid. We'll have to wait and see till 7 p.m. polls closing, closing on election night to see what we decided when it comes to the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash. This is the Dana Show. We're reporting to you from South Texas. Okay, let me share with you a conversation I had with somebody who survived sex trafficking and sexual abuse and has dedicated her life to save these victims. Andy Berger. Go ahead, Bill. You heard in the news this week uh, a Florida sex trafficking sting, and it nabbed 160 individuals. Some of those individuals were in law enforcement. They had two employees at Disney. Man, they even had some teachers nabbed in this Florida sex sting, this sex trafficking sting, all these little kids that they were going after. Let me bring in someone who has a passion for this, founder of Voices against trafficking. Let me start first by, if, if, Andy, if you can help me with this, Andy Berger is my guest. She's with Voices Against Trafficking. Please define the difference between human trafficking versus human smuggling. Let's start there. Okay, sure. Uh, human smuggling, you know, somebody pays somebody else to bring them over the border, and but they're not selling them for sex or for labor or debt, you know, resolution or anything else like that. They're simply trying to get into another country, like the U.S. So the human trafficking, however, somebody is uh, coercing another person into sexual activity, slavery, uh, which we call 21st century slavery, uh, labor, things like that, for profit. And oftentimes they're imprisoned or they're, they're kept locked up, they're drugged, all those things. So you're using another human being as an object mm-hmm. for profit against their will. I was told that you're a sex abuse and human trafficking survivor. Can Just quickly, can you tell yes. me a little bit about your story? Absolutely. Uh, before there was a term called human trafficking, uh, from six months old to 17 years old, I was sexually abused, violated, and trafficked by immediate family and some extended family members. My birth mother was the primary sexual predator and orchestrator of evil. And by the time I was five years old, Sergio, that was my first attempt at suicide because I just wanted to be dead. I wanted to be at peace. Uh, But uh, in my life, God interceded, and here I am almost six decades later. But it was a rough life. The last time my birth mother tried to kill me, I was 17 years old. Your book is Voices Against Trafficking, The Strength of 
many voices speaking as one. Andy Berger is my guest. She is a human trafficking and sex abuse survivor, and I brought her to the show because uh, out of Florida that you heard about that sex trafficking sting of 160 yeah. individuals, some teachers, some, a couple employees at Disney, some people in, in law enforcement, and, well, I'm sorry if you didn't hear about this. And, uh, maybe you are here for the first time because they've been distracted with a British Queen who died and, and other silly stuff that's top of the hour news, but you need to know about this, this stuff, how federal resources are wasted daily on stupid stuff. The FBI should be focusing like a laser on doing more of these types of investigations. I'm sure the FBI participated in this, you know, nabbing 160 people, but imagine if they did this full time. Imagine how many people they could take down. How many wolves are preying out there trying to get our kids? I think they could do a lot of damage if the feds and local authorities, state authorities, were to concentrate, you know, on pouncing on stuff like this, making sure that all those people are off the street and in jail somewhere. Absolutely. And why aren't we calling for that? You know, and where is the Department of Education's plan to vet out these teachers, every employee, for example, in this case with the 160 uh, arrests, uh, one of the people arrested was an IT teacher, and he had already been out on bond after being arrested for sexually assaulting a 15-year-old student. How did he even get a job or get on that campus? Wow. So... We need to do a better job, and you're right. Even when Simone Biles, the famous Olympian, reported to the FBI in like 2015, no one listened, and then they turned on her. So uh, I'm not sure why we aren't more upset about our children being viciously uh, used and abused as objects and as sexual, you know, depraved uh, objects, but. I do know that every 40 seconds in this country, a child is abducted 18 years and under. Many of them end up in human trafficking rings. Many of them are never seen again. And we also know, why, why isn't the FBI and other agencies more involved in the Internet safety as well and having programs like that in school? Because one in five kids are contacted by predators on social media, and 80 per, 88% of those human trafficking and child sex, uh, sexually exploited kids originate through the Internet, Sergio. Many times these kids, these victims, are right underneath their noses. Like, what should we be looking for? Maybe identify someone who's being trafficked for sex or is, is a victim of human trafficking. Well, there are a lot of things um, that, that we can look for, but primarily most people will know if they see, say, an older gentleman, for example, and uh, a girl that maybe looks young, but she's dressed older, uh, maybe her nails, uh, very expensive nails and makeup or something like that, or the body language. Like, I never gave people eye contact in public. I was afraid they would find out, and I was always uh, with my predator, my family predator, so I didn't have a chance to really escape. But lack of eye contact, body language, not not looking like they belong with somebody. Uh, here's an example. One of our members uh, was traveling. She saw two young girls that were probably 12, 13 years old, but they were dressed up, had expensive nails, eyelashes, makeup, uh, looked like they were 18-plus. And the woman with them would not allow them to speak to the flight attendants, would not allow them to go to the bathroom unless she went with them, you know, on the airplane, that kind of thing. So it was suspicious to one of our members, and she notified the flight attendant who notified TSA. And as it turns out, that woman was trying to traffic those two girls and get them out of the country. Wow. In a more perfect world, we have the FBI and sheriff's offices, everybody else 
keeping an eye out, working together and investigating yes. these cases and, and finding maybe a cell or a group of individuals that are trying to traffic children and, and young women. I'm wondering if, if women's shelters and child health services and other organizations, I'm wondering if we have enough resources to meet the need of you know, counseling and shelter and everything that uh, these women and these girls, these kids would need, enough services available uh, to meet the need. We don't, especially not in the mental health. Uh, my husband and I rescued over 300 kids just in our area over the years, um, a third of whom were trafficked and the rest were assorted, abandoned, or they were running from abusers and thought the streets were safe for that kind of thing. And we had a lot of difficulty finding the kind of therapy, especially for someone who's been sexually abused or routinely uh, sold over and over. It's not just your everyday counselor that can deal with that. And I know I was in my early 30s before I got counseling help way long after everything happened. So we do not have resources allocated. I don't know why the states don't see that as important, but I can tell you Three years ago, at least, we had over 5,500 arrests of predators. We were strong in that area. We had a human executive human trafficking uh, department. We had a lot more going for us. But again, uh, we only had 700-plus beds in the whole U.S. for trafficking victims, wow. and we had more animal shelters. I mean, like, like 10 times. So what does that say? You know what it says to me, friend? I... My question is, where's the church? That's what I'm asking. It's all about that too. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, look for her book, Voices Against Trafficking. Appreciate your time. How do folks find you online, Andy? Voicesagainsttrafficking.com, voicesagainsttrafficking.com. There are helplines and hotlines on there and also how to buy our book to open conversations and fill in the blanks of what everyone needs to know. Looking forward to our next conversation, Ms. Berger. Thank you so much. Andy Berger from Voices Against Trafficking. Man, you talk about an issue. See, and, and it's not just up to government to fix it. I, I mean it. <laughs> With all these different denominations and independent church associations and Catholic church, all, everybody, you, man, you pull your resources together, you can definitely meet the need when it comes to all these women, children, these babies being trafficked for sex. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash. We're reporting to you from The Dana Show Southern Command in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com.
Reporting to you today from the Dana Show Southern Command. We're still on blessed soil at the state of Texas, but we're in, in South Texas, right here where U.S. makes Mexico. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and this is the Dana Show. Uh, if you'd like to say hi online, send a comment or a question, whatever, it's uh, I'm using the, the Twitter thing more often now, uh, thanks to Elon Musk. And I hope, man, I hope he trounces Twitter. I think it's nothing but a. You guys, and Dana touched on this a few days ago, in case you missed it. <clears throat> it was uh, Mr. Iger, right, over at Disney. He was going to purchase Twitter back in 2016. You know why he didn't purchase it? Bots, fake accounts. Hmm, well, that's a pretty good argument. I think he's going to be okay in court against Twitter. Anyway, so you want to say hi at Sergio Talk, at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Uh, stick around. One of the conversations coming up on the show, a 25-year veteran of investigations at the federal level, a special agent, who says the FBI needs to be disbanded. He's the one, not a politician. He's the one. He was inside federal uh, government as an investigator. He, it needs to be disbanded because it's just way too political. So that's coming up next hour of The Dana Show, reporting to you from South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Say hi online at Sergio Talk. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. David Ovalle, is there any conversation that's being had for your reporting about whether or not this is a crime? Because this has been called trafficking. There is a lot of chatter now that what these governors, including Ron DeSantis, have done is to have trafficked these these families. Right. And that's something that uh, that a lot of people are asking the Department of Justice to look into, that including California Governor Gavin Newsom and uh, Democratic Democrat uh, Nikki Fried, who is our agriculture commissioner. That was Joy Reid uh, asking the question there at the beginning, the, uh, making uh, the argument that by busing from Texas, by flying from Florida, and, hey, um, Governor Ducey, you still going to load up some buses over there in Arizona? Come on, muchacho, we need your help on this. By busing these folks and flying these folks to the interior, much like, and we talked, Dana, Dana and I talked about this plenty yesterday. She was reminding us all those flights under the Biden administration to the interior in the dead of night all over the place. Nobody ever called that trafficking illegal immigrants in this country. 
Yeah, that was Joy Reid with that genius comment at, at the beginning. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and we're reporting to you from what I call the Dana Show Southern Command, Rio Grande Valley of Texas. Still bless its oil, USA, USA. We're north of the river, and that's all that counts. And we're, and we're blessed because we're in Texas. All right, you want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk. That's a little message. I just don't have time right now. Go. I'll have to look at the little messages afterwards. Okay, let's let's go back and define this because if you joined us first hour, trafficking versus smuggling, the cartels just south of the border. Then all the Gulf cartels, the Zetas, what the the northern cartel, whatever. The criminal element south of my border, right here, just a, a, just a few miles south of where the studio is in McAllen, there they are, the, the real government of Mexico. It's the cartels, the criminal element. They got more firepower than even the police and even the military in Mexico, which is, you know, like looking, for example, at planet Earth. That'd be the U.S. of A. Let's look at mm, Venus, right? Same size, you know, but look at the disaster that is the atmosphere. Look at the hellfire that rains, you know, acid rain, Venus. Look, look at the difference between planet Earth, U.S., free, beautiful. Uh, you can own a gun in this country. Uh, you have 911 in this country. Uh, you can defend your life, your property, your freedom, your liberty, right? in this country versus in Mexico. They can't own firepower. Citizens down there. They have to wait on their government to protect. Not even the government can protect itself south of the border. And it's the cartels, the criminal elements south of the border. They rule everything. The highways, the roads, municipalities. They control everything. All the politicians bought south of the border. They had a particular stink of corruption south of the border where citizens, they don't trust anything. I'm not saying that you should trust your government here. You don't trust anybody. Trust yourself. Trust God Almighty first, then trust yourself. But anyway, back to the subject matter. South of the border, cartels control everything, and they're making money hand over fist thanks to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, number one employee of the year, salesperson employee of the year for the cartels, is Joe Biden opening up the border and creating this culture this message back to Central America, where they're coming to us so far, probably, probably about 5 million illegal immigrants have crossed already. And in case you didn't get the first hour, just a quick review. We're coming up to the end of another fiscal year when it comes to all the data being gathered by the government, whatever it is, water flows on certain rivers, you know, certain expenditures, you know, the IRS, how much money they stole from your bank account or your check, your monthly check, you know, IRS, all that stuff, which, by the way, got 87,000 more IRS agents, but uh, I digress. So we're coming up to the end of another fiscal year, and we've, we're almost going to hit 2 million illegal immigrants processed by Border Patrol, and... Those are the ones that we know of. We probably had like a million and a half, maybe another two million that got away from Border Patrol. And then if you take the fiscal year that was last year, September, all the way back to the day, day one for Joe Biden at the White House, where he swore to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Does, does he even know what the heck is in there? No. No. 
add another million there. So about five million illegal immigrants have crossed. And every single head of cattle, like a head of cattle, every single human head, like a head of cattle, could be 5,000, 8,000, 10,000 bucks when they cross the border. And the cartels, they're just thanking Joe Biden for being employee of the year, allowing the borders to open and send this human flood in our direction. Last hour when I spoke with our guest who is a survivor of human trafficking, a survivor of sex, uh, sex abuse and human trafficking by her own family. Trafficking is when an individual is captured or seized against their will, has to perform these, has to work, has to perform sexual acts, has to, you know, pay up, pay their debt the best way that they can. They're, they're traffic and exchange against their will, traffic and exchange against their will to perform stuff that they don't want to perform. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's a trafficking. The smuggling part is, well, you get, for example, up in Central Texas a few days back, you guys might remember 50-some-odd people dying, human beings dying in a hot trader. Central Texas, San Antonio, they had 50-some-odd people die when they were being smuggled into the country past the Border Patrol checkpoint, and that happens all the time. We have people drowning in the river, people, people dying in the southwest, people dying at stash houses that are all over the place. They get sick. There's nobody coming for the help. They die. They just get rid of the body. People dying in ranch land down here. People dying in ranch land in the desert southwest. All human beings dying left and right. And who in the national media is going to finally wake up and at these press conferences maybe compliment what uh, Peter Ducey's doing and ask a real question? When is the president going to take responsibility for the deaths by the hundreds, potentially thousands already? When is Joe Biden going to take responsibility for the deaths of all these human beings that he has lured to the border with the promise of crossing illegally and staying by gaming the asylum system? Trafficking is, you know, last I saw, I I, I don't think uh, Ron DeSantis was filling up those planes and, and sending you know, 50 people to Martha's Vineyard to, to go work off their debt at a brothel or at a food processing facility. I don't think that the busloads of thousands so far, about six, seven, eight thousand people sent to New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois. And of late, uh, the, the few folks sent and dropped off near the so-called border czar. Remember her? Vice President Kamala Harris dropped off near her house. I don't think those people were forced to, uh, to work off their debt at brothels, you know, prostitute themselves out, force their children to work uh, food assembly lines, processing food, you know, for a dollar, a dollar fifty-two dollars every single day. I don't think that's happening. I, I think, if I recall, and even by watching Univision and watching Telemundo and Televisa and all these Spanish networks, these people are clearly being offered a ride up northeast. They're trying to get off those buses because sometimes those buses don't, you know, they leave with 35, 40 people. Sometimes only 25, 20 people get off. So somewhere between here and there, they know they can get off at a bus stop, get out and pee, go buy a sandwich or something, and they run wherever it is that they make it. But a lot of these people making up up there. So the argument is, is Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, they're now trafficking these people. Trafficking is forcing these people to commit, you know, to to perform. I, I, I want to be t- just 
have sex, prostitute themselves, work as slaves. That's trafficking. Man, I thought Joy Reid was educated. I thought she had like multiple degrees. You should understand that by now, working in media so many years, Joy. Anyway, enough on the continuing stupidity. Oh, and there was another gem from MSNBC. I don't remember the dude's name. I commented it on it on on Twitter. Again, what is the go-to card they always use on the left when it comes to trying to disparage their opponents, trying to shut the argument down? What, what is it, right? Nazis! Not, you're a Nazi! Right. Or this is akin to the Holocaust. They always go there. Where's the Anti-Defamation League? To protest this irresponsible use, abuse, cheapening of one of the greatest crimes in human history, the killing of all these millions of Jews and gypsies and all these other folks in Nazi concentration camps. It's not even, not, even in an alternate, you can't find an alternate universe where there would be a, even a, a crumb of a comparison to the Holocaust, but it was on MSNBC making the, making the comparison. You know, moving these people around. Hey, I think the comparison was like the, the, the Nazi trains, full of people, right? They put them in there like cattle, taking them to the concentration camps. That's, that's how unhinged and crazy leftists are. And they want to shut everything down by calling everybody Nazis and trying to force examples of, of the Holocaust. Just absolutely ridiculous. On the on just sidebar issue related to all this, and I'm sending a, a big hello to Congressman Tony Gonzalez from Central Texas, also represents, he's, he's up in San Antonio, Tony Gonzalez. He also represents West Texas, Big Bend area, all the way back to El Paso. One of the realities that Tony was commenting the other day was how non-government organizations, shelters, homeless shelters, overnight shelters, Catholic charities, you, you know, in small communities like Del Rio, Texas, Eagle Pass, Texas, they're small communities, really small, right on the border. I think the cartels have found the weak spot on the board. You know, my market, Deep South Texas, Rio Grande Valley, McAllen, Brownsville, especially McAllen, and points west of my city. We were, just a few months back, the number one entry point for illegal entry into this country. Not anymore, because I think the cartels have wised up. They're now moving people to smaller cities, smaller towns that have barely any resources, have barely any border patrol, and for months now, They've been taking advantage of crossing through Del Rio, north of Lorraine, crossing through Del Rio, Eagle Pass, Big Bend area, and trying to get around Border Patrol. And any local shelter, any they don't have enough hotel rooms to provide for these people. They've been even at El Paso in West Texas, they're running out of resources at the non-governmental organizations. And and these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations, Catholic charities and other organizations, other shelters, they're getting a lot of money. Part of it's, I was, it was explained to me by the local mayor, FEMA money, for example, refugee money as well, to house these people at local motels and hotels for a while before they find their way into the interior with buses and go see family. Because they come, when they come to this, across the border illegal, they come with addresses. They know where they're going. Go meet up with family in Minnesota, in Michigan, wherever it is that they, they want to go. But the untold story that is a national security crisis Congressman Tony Gonzalez, thank you for the reminder. 
He says, to date, and we're not done with the fiscal year yet. We'll be done with the fiscal year at the end of September. To date, 80 illegal immigrants that have been processed by Border Patrol popped up on the U.S. terror watch list. Individuals that, if they go to a local airport, try to get a flight, hey, they'd be on the no-fly list. And see, you are, you have an association with this Islamic terrorist or this Islamic terror group or this radical group. Uh, sorry, you can't fly. They're on the terror watch list. 80 illegal immigrants processed by Border Patrol on the terror watch list. How many got away? Where are they going? How insecure is our country as a result of all this? You stick around, amigo. I'm going to share with you a conversation with a 25-year-plus decorated veteran, special agent of many federal departments, dedicated his life to investigating crime in our country. Eric Karen is his name. And not only does he explain how insecure we are, because it's not only the border, it's not only, only these people that are on the terror watch list, but as I made mention earlier when I spoke with Andy Berger, the anti-human trafficking expert, if our nation were to dedicate our resources to making our nation secure, not only could we finally shut down this flood of illegal immigration at the border, but also inspect cargo coming into this country with x-rays and all the all the 18 wheelers at the ports the seaports of the huge these big boxes container cargo container these big old boxes check a lot more than the point zero 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 one percent of these boxes coming into this country what's coming in there weapons nukes other human beings we never talk about that do we but Anyway, Eric, Karen brought it up, and I'll share that conversation with you in just a little bit. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for seeking truth and information. I appreciate you tuning in to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi online, go to Twitter, at Sergio Talk. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual-tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three-quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit keltecweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. If you like those HelloFresh meal kits, heads up. If you receive some ground beef sometime in July, like July 2nd to July 21st in those, in those meal kits, you might want to throw it away. There's an E. coli contamination CDC is investigating. Several people sick in several states. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez from South Texas. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. I wanted to address uh, Ms. Salter directly. I just want you to know that um, in the four years that I've sat on this committee, I have never seen 
members of Congress, Republican or Democrat, disrespect a witness in the way that I have seen them disrespect you today. I do not care what party they are in. I've never seen anything like that. And for the gentleman of Louisiana and the comfort that he felt in yelling at you like that, there's more than one way to get a point across. You recognize that voice. We all do, unfortunately. It's as uh, recognizable as like some of the more popular cartoons, right? Oh boy, right? It's like it's like Mickey Mouse, right? You know, that's AOC. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. As Rush would say, may you rest in peace. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana. And uh, you want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk. Hey, stick around. I got a conversation with Eric Karen, 25 year veteran, law enforcement. He says, we need to get rid of the FBI. Okay, so that's conversation coming up in just a little bit. Meantime, back to non serious matters. AOC is whining, complaining about I don't know what she's complaining about. The reason I use this AOC cut is because I want to say something about AOC. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You know, it's the uh, so it's the 16th of the month. Yesterday was the start of Hispanic Heritage Month, and uh, amigo, trust me, I'm I'm a proud Hispanic Latino. I'm proud and thankful that my dad, when he saw an opportunity to legally migrate to this country, get the work permit, and give me a better life, man, he waited more than a decade. But when he saw the opportunity, he took it. Thank you. Jesus, thank you for my dad. <laughs> dad, if you're listening out there somewhere, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to pray to you, but hey, thanks, Dad. He's been with the Lord for 10 years now. But I always wonder, why September 15th to October 15th? You notice that? Hispanic Heritage Month. Ain't that weird? It starts at the middle of the month. Like September 15th to October 15th. And the way I explain it around, see, you have to understand some of my culture in deep South Texas. It's a much more relaxed culture. And, look, it's my culture. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not offending it anyway, because people listening to me here in South Texas and in all of Texas, they know, they know I'm saying the truth. I explained to a friend once. We do the whole Hispanic Heritage Month September 15th, two weeks late, and two weeks into the next month, because... Well, here in South Texas, we're late for everything. Los Latinos, Hispanics, in Mexico. It's the same thing. You can go to any business school or economic development entity on the U.S.-Mexican border that's constantly working on international trade and trying to bring multinational firms from Asia, multinational firms from Europe come down here. There's a, 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 the story is the same every single time. Germans want to set up a multinational factory in a, in a Mexican city, Monterrey, the industrial north of Mexico. They show up early every single time. The, the Germans will show up early to have the conversation. And they cannot understand. They're insulted by the fact that the M Mexicans, the folks that they want to partner with, they show up 15, 30 minutes late every single time. It's, it's, I don't know if it's in the water, it's in our blood, it's in our genes. I don't know. We're, it seems that for the most part, Latinos and Hispanics, Mexicans, they're late for every single meeting. My goodness. 
So maybe that's why we start the whole Hispanic Heritage Month 15 days into the month and 15 days into the next month because, man, we sure like to party late, in, late into the night. So we'll party two, two weeks into the next month. AOC made reference. There was some sort of gala, some dinner, some event up there up in D.C. to kick off Hispanic Heritage Month. And AOC was commenting about how special and we're celebrating the culture and Latinx. So this, oh my goodness. And you talk, talk about a word that gets my blood boiling. It's Latinx. This effort to try to neuter um, gender neuter that the Spanish language. You've heard me rail about this stuff before. So they put, instead of Latin O, which is the male, they put an X. Instead of Latin A, which is the female, they put an X at the end. There was somebody that ran a poll on this. Only 4% of Hispanics in this country recognize that stupidity. This, these are overpaid, tenured academic idiots that weigh too much time on, on their hand trying to justify their bloated salary at some college somewhere, trying to rewrite culture and make Spanish more gender neutral. I mean, I, I don't see Alexandria calling herself Alexandria X. Ocasio, Ocasio-X. You follow me? I'm not Sergi-X. I'm Sergio. And I'm Latino. And this whole Latinx thing is an insult. And it's... It's got to go back to hell where it came from. It's, it's, just, it's an insult to Hispanic culture. And anyway, she was celebrating Latinx crap at that gala this week. All right, now to... Um, from the non-serious stuff to the more serious stuff on the insecure border that we have. Veteran, as a special agent for many years, Eric Karen. Go ahead, V. My guest is Eric Karen. He's author of Switched On, The Heart and Mind of a Special Agent. And, man, he's got a, just a, an amazing resume, a former special agent. Uh, he's with DHS, ICE Immigration Customs Enforcement, uh, Interpol investigations. There's a long 25-year career as a federal agent. Yeah. I brought him on to talk about, you know, this issue with the Department of Justice and the FBI, how it's creating a lot of suspicion for many Americans, how they're going about uh, investigating Donald Trump. But first, as I spoke with him off here, I realized he's at Cape Cod, and he's like right there where a couple of uh, plane loads of illegal immigrants came in. Yeah. People near him are all upset. The world's coming to the next. He's got 50 illegal immigrants that were shipped to his part of the country. you got to tell me what you're hearing on the street over at Cape Cod right now. Yeah. Hey, first of all, thanks for having me. You I bet. The hypocrisy is unbelievable, right? Um, and, and the fact of the matter is many people on Cape Cod and uh, on Martha's Vineyard are scrambling right now, and they they don't know. It's a they're they're calling it a uh, a catastrophe of some sort <laughs> uh, relating to these fifty illegal aliens uh, that you know the governor of Florida uh, gave uh, Massachusetts. Really, you know, the Massachusetts population has been declining over the last decade, and and so he he wanted to help with that. Uh, you know, increase the population by fifty, and these people on the vineyard are all upset. It's the hypocrisy, like I said, is unbelievable. You folks in Texas, you know, deal with this every day by thousands, just one port of entry, say McAllen, or we're looking at thousands of crossings into your communities. 
and Martha's Vineyard got 50, and now they're, they're scrambling well, as to yeah. what to do with them. And they're actually saying, we can't handle these 50. We need to ship them to other sanctuary uh, cities in Massachusetts. And so that's what I believe you'll you'll see. Phone calls will be made and from senators and, and the administration to these liberal mayors in Massachusetts and say, hey, you got to take 10, you got to take 20, and you got to take five or whatever. <laughs> They're so pathetic. Uh, and uh, Dana Show, because I know this, this is going to get national coverage, and for our family in Florida, speaking of phone calls, you make phone calls over to the governor's office. You tell them thank you. And you tell yeah. them, you keep sending those charter flights, plush buses. Yeah. You keep sending them to Martha's Vineyard. You keep sending them up northeast. They can afford it. Here in Texas, Southwest border, we've been paying for the longest time to house these folks and feed these folks and clothe these folks and provide them. And then eventually they move into the nation, yes, big sir. population. But thank you, Governor. Governor DeSantis on Florida. You yeah. keep, keep going, sir. Okay. So let me go back to the, the subject matter I called you about, the author of Switched On, Heart and Mind of a Special Agent, Eric yeah. Karen. Increasing lack of confidence, trust in the FBI. Can you blame America, Eric? When these ridiculous headlines, you got like Mike Lindell, his phone was seized. You got the FBI raid on Donald Trump's home in Florida, Baron Trump's room, Melania Trump's closet, raided before Hunter Biden and uh, the train wreck that he is, maybe compromised yep. America with all this information that he has. This strange twilight yep. zone that we live in right now. Yeah, well, you know, I've called for the, the abolishment of the FBI right now. A colonoscopy won't save this patient. Cancer is spread to all the vital organ, organs of the FBI. For the American people to gain, regain trust in their criminal justice system, the federal criminal justice system, we need that cleansing. We need the FBI to be abolished. The other agencies, quite frankly, can really do the job just as well, if not better, from Homeland Security to DEA to ATF. We need a cleansing of the FBI. And just think how many resources has been, how much resources have been spent on Donald Trump. Now, I've lost track. Is it four federal investigations, five, six investigations? Hundreds of personnel who have been assigned to all these investigations to examine Donald Trump. And what do we have? Nothing. At the end of the day, the American taxpayer are the losers because this money that's being spent and these resources could be used to go after terrorists who are currently here in America who are planning to attack us every day. There are lone wolves and cells here in America planning to attack us. That's where the Department of Justice and the FBI and all the other agencies should be spending 95% of their time. Agreed. You know what was another ridiculous headline the other day, Eric, was there was a unit at the FBI that had been assigned to go dig up a suspected site where Jimmy Hoffa, his bones might be. You're talking about (laughs) wasted resources. I don't know where he's at. I don't know if he's with Jesus or, you know, the devil. Right. I don't care. With all the stuff that we need to... You mentioned Islamofascists, for example, and sleeper cells. Did it for 25 years, and we not we have open borders. We have 328, okay, ports, official ports of entry. They all need to be secure, meaning seaports, airports, land crossing, land borders. Uh, right now, this country is weak, both internally as well as externally. I mean, I traveled back and forth to Africa these last eight months, three times, and getting ready to go back to Uganda. Muslim Islamic terrorists are on the march in most of Africa. The American people are asleep. I'm not. I've seen it. 
from Chad to Nigeria to all these other countries in between, the Muslim terrorists are on the march in Africa, and we are asleep. And you know who's not asleep? is Russia and China. Both those countries are grabbing land and all the precious resources in Africa. So America needs to wake up. America needs to get switched on right now because we're asleep. Uh, My guest is author of Switched On, Heart and Mind of a Special Agent. 25-year decorated veteran special agent is Eric Karen. I was going to mention to you prison gangs and MS-13 and Gang of 18, whatever the hell they call themselves, this marriage between U.S. prison gangs, right? And they're trafficking not only fentanyl, the deadly fentanyl, all that crap, but also girls and children Absolutely. as sex slaves Absolutely. trafficking people Absolutely. all that stuff is a priority with the Absolutely. mafia that the italian bosses that they move back to italy i don't think so i'm sure there's some cases they could build up against them or maybe russian gangs that maybe took over there's more than enough for them to do uh, outside of all this yeah, stuff so, they're wasting their time on. so you know uh Joe Biden is a gift to the uh, cartels. They're making hundreds of millions, billions of dollars just in the last almost two years. They charge about $8,000 to $10,000 per person to get yeah. to the, yeah. the border, into, into the U.S., right? And so they're making hundreds of millions of dollars off of Joe Biden. And it's sad. And it's not just human trafficking we're talking about. We're talking organ trafficking as well worldwide, and including here in the U.S., Bad guys traffic in organs besides humans and children, of course, as well. It's shocking. I've seen it. But that's why we need to secure the border, our borders, our land borders, seaports. There's about 25 million containers that come into America every day. Those shipping containers need to be examined. We're talking millions of people travel each each and every year, right? The airports, seaports... They all need to be secure. And right now, our borders are a mess, and we have a country such as, this is one of many, Afghanistan, that is being run by a terror organization, the Taliban. The Taliban in their, their suicide brigade are free to roam, not just throughout Afghanistan, but the neighboring countries, and including getting on a plane and maybe going to Paris. And maybe from Paris, they get on a plane and they come to the U.S. They're making their own passports. There's no passport control in Afghanistan. And you know the fastest way and to get in, that what we see at the border? Just ask for asylum. Give me the paperwork. Give me asylum. Give me the paperwork. Where's the nearest shelter, the non-government organization providing me a meal and a cot for a few days? That's the fastest yep. way to get in here. I got some breaking news for you, Eric. Let me check here. Bre- breaking news. Kamala Harris, a.k.a. The borders are. Hey, the border's secure. Kamala Harris said the border's secure, dude. Oh, we've we've been saved. (laughs) We've been saved. It's a pleasure, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us today. Look for his book, Switched On, The Heart and Mind of Special Agent Eric Karen. And I need to make a quick correction. When they abuse illegal immigrants, abuse the asylum process in this country, they're not asking for a meal and a cut. Oh, no. Man, they go up to New York City, compliments of, you know, Texas and those charter buses. Well, did you see that report a few days back? They're staying at a luxury hotel. Yeah, New York setting aside, oh, Lord knows how many local tax dollars. A, a nice luxury hotel near Broadway. Yeah, and, and other nice family hotels all across because there's not enough there's not enough shelter space to put them in. So, federal government, FEMA and other refugee funds 
paying to put these folks in hotels all over the place. That's your tax dollars, mine. Actually, since it's deficit spending, it's more like a grandkid's money that they'll have to pay off in the future. It's all deficit spending, you know, taxation without representation. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You can say hi at Sergio Talk on Twitter. This is The Dana Show. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Yeah, and this story of um, a Florida man, a genius out in Florida, it kind of dovetails with everything we've been talking about, cartels and drug running. Florida guy telling police he shot at them because he thought they were members of a Mexican drug cartel pretending to be cops. So all this in the affidavit, you know. So tell me about the company that you keep, right? Another drug runner expecting cartel to come after him. He shot at a police officer, shot him in the chest. Mercifully, the police officer was wearing a bulletproof vest, and he's, he's going to be okay, but this dude's facing premeditated murder charges. You're listening to The Dana Show from South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Say hello online on Twitter at Sergio Talk. Thanks for joining us. We're not going to be like those municipalities and states where we fly people to Martha's Vineyard, where we put people on buses uh, and have them uh, fail to get the basic items they need. And anyone who states that this administration does not have a handle on this crisis, they must have been sleeping under a rock. Oh, my goodness. That's what this dude has for brains. <laughs> Nothing but little pebbles, little rocks. You recognize his voice. Another caricature of the left. Mayor Eric Adams from New York City. Get a rope. Hey, welcome to Hour 3 of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're reporting to you from the Dana Show Southern Command, RGV of Texas. At one point, the favorite front door of illegal immigration and let me see. Let me go back to my text messages because I was texting a friend over at Border Patrol, trying to get the latest numbers on illegal immigrant crossings in our area. Versus, if if you you were listening to the second hour, I made mention how smaller communities, uh, Del Rio, Texas, real small community, uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, those are the favorite crossing points right now because there's less Border Patrol less resources on the ground, and people just cross and run, especially the ones who want to evade Border Patrol. So at this moment, Eagle Pass, Texas, you go look for it on a map, you'll barely see the little blip there. It's a very small city, very far. Texas is massive. My goodness. Texas is huge. I was commenting with a friend in the studio how you guys up northeast, you're so concentrated. You guys living shoulder to shoulder with each other. And the reason I was talking about this is, and I hope to mention a little later, uh, the uh, Toy Hall of Fame. They got an opening for you guys to vote on favorite toys. And, and then Cooperstown is nearby. So it's was it, Rochester, New York. And then just a hip uh, hop skip away is a Cooperstown. And then another hop skip away, you got Buffalo and Niagara Falls. Lots of nice things to see. Real pretty part of New York. You know, the, the in-state part of it. Anyway, um, yeah, Texas is just huge, so much land. That's why it's so dangerous. That's why I keep saying all these deaths and ranch land and the river, people dying from the heat, from exposed to the element. And if it's not the super heat of a Texas summer, it's the super cold of a Texas cold front. And people freeze to death. These poor human beings, they're human beings. 
The left will do, you know, the whole virtual signaling thing. We're holier than thou. We're not going to do, you know. Well, you, Mayor, you said you're a, a sanctuary city for illegals. Well, do what you said you're going to do. That's all Governor Abbott is doing. That's all Governor DeSantis is doing. And go, somebody asked Governor Ducey, are you going to send more buses up there, Governor? Hurry up. You, you guys said up northeast you're willing to help. Well, we're not sending you the bill. We should. I say we, Texas. We should send New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois. We should send them the bill for this charter bus transport, which, by the way, reminds me when I was talking to Dana about this yesterday. Governor Greg Abbott in Texas on his website, go look it up. You want to put a little bit of money into that piggy bank to, to rent these charter buses to send these people who volunteer to get on the bus and go up all the way to New York and receive the housing and the health care and the education and all the sandwiches and the food and tacos, whatever it is that they want to enjoy up there. Compliments of taxpayers of New York State, New York City, and many times, unfortunately, it's your kids' tax money, you know, your grandkids paying all this deficit spending on the federal level, FEMA and the refugee funds because the non-government organizations are making hand over fist money and taking care of every single person with Catholic charities up there. Yeah, you said you wanted help. You're a sanctuary. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Put your muscle where your mouth is. All this crying, whining, and complaining by Mayor Eric, all the hypocrisy of these people on the left. Like Martha's Vineyard yesterday. Somebody complaining of they, they don't have the resource. It's cut five, Val. Uh, the, the, some, I guess, later on the ground say, we don't got the services. We got resources to take care of these 50 immigrants, 50 immigrants. Before you play that, Val, let me share some numbers with you. This is where we are. This comes from a dear friend of mine in Border Patrol. Right now, Eagle Pass, Texas, tiny, tiny little community, Eagle Pass, Texas. We're seeing about two thousand illegal immigrants crossing every day and they sure as heck don't have enough hotel space convention for space empty retail space to put cots and beds that for these people to find a place to sleep at night once they cross the border illegally they're just kind of process border patrol processing these people sending more personal to process these people crossing illegally as quickly as possible two thousand and eagle pass texas alone here in the Rio Grande Valley, Texas, we used to be the number one entry point for illegal immigration. We're not. Here. We have at some point in time. Is now the number one. About 1,200 people are crossing illegally in the RGV. Around 4,500 people are crossing the border, tax, uh, the U.S. Mexican border. About 4,500 people are crossing illegally daily, amigo. Daily. And you got New York City complaining about. You know, six, seven thousand people sent to them by bus over the past several weeks. And up in Martha's Vineyard, they got 50. Oh, and the world was coming to an end. Go ahead, uh, play that cut. We have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. Um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Empty homes right there on the beach in your community. Moth is vineyard. Oh, and a lot of these folks are hardworking people. I'm sure they like to take care of your kids, take, clean your houses, you know, mow your lawns, whatever it is, whatever physical labor. You don't want to do because you don't want to sweat. 
You don't want to. You don't want to stink. You don't want to sweat. You know, you, you do good for that. You got 50 people. It's the end of the world up in Martha's Vineyard. Keep it coming. Keeps Mayor. Um, this is not the end. Governor Abbott will send you more buses so that you truly become what you promised to be a sanctuary to provide relief, to provide housing, to provide food, to provide medicine, all these people across the border illegally. So there you go. I, I was right before hour three of the program. Did I even introduce myself? Oh my God, I'm getting old. I'm Sergio Sanchez. I'm in from my friend Dana Lash. You want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk. So I was watching some of the Fox feed. Uh, they finally cut away from the round-the-clock coverage of a dead queen. You know, may she rest in peace. Just precious, cute little old lady. British has no relevance to our country. She has a place in history. And, you know, that's, that's it. Just be done with it, man. They're doing wall-to-wall coverage on Fox. So they broke from, uh, at Fox, they broke away from wall-to-wall coverage on the dead queen and all the ceremonies. Can you believe people are... Standing in line like four miles long just to walk by her casket. I mean, that's, that's commitment there. Um, maybe my producer's listening to me right now. There was like a, you, you made mention of a soccer great, a, a, a guy, um, a, a soccer great in England. He spent, he said, 12 hours in line. Oh, that it was him? That him? David, is he still playing, Freddie? You would know because, okay. Is he retired? Is he too old? What, did he break, bust a knee or what? Okay, so David Beckham, right? He claimed he stood in line for 12 hours to walk by the Queen's casket, wherever the heck that's taking place right now. <laughs> David Beckham, really? Multi-billionaire probably, David Beckham. Right? <laughs> he probably paid several people to stand in line and, and then say, okay, let me, let me go in there and tell the, the press that we were in line for 12 hours. Anyway... <laughs> Fox broke away, where this ancillary channel for Fox broke away. They went to some press conference up in Houston. A bunch of union meat puppets, you have the union shirts. Uh, you know, these are a bunch of Latinos and with unions. I don't know what they're working. And some congressman, I didn't recognize the dude, say, we, we need a, an investigation. We need to start congressional hearings into the transport of all these people into the interior. And all these Fools right behind him, just you know, following along with the call for congressional investigations into why Governor Abbott, how Governor Abbott is sending busfuls of illegal immigrants into major American cities that are again sanctuary cities. You got Governor in Florida, DeSantis, sending planes full of illegal immigrants into them to up northeast, Martha's Vineyard. We need a congressional investigation for that. This is how lost we are as a nation. This is this is how sadly. How lost and how idiotic Democrat Party leadership is in this country. And I'll say it once, I'll say it again. You want to you want to change the course of this country. I'm convinced, and I've been volunteering for politics down here for the longest time. Voted Democrat a long, long time ago. My eyes opened up. I started paying attention. I started reading the Constitution, started reading the Federalist Paper, started understanding my place, my role in society, where I'm the one who gives 
the government power. I'm the one who cedes and provides power to the government. It's not the other way around. The government doesn't give me liberty. The government doesn't give me prosperity. It's God Almighty that gives that to me. I understand my place, but it took me decades because they didn't teach me that. In public school, even here in Texas, and I know a lot of y'all listening right now are in the same boat, but this is how lost we are. I've been telling you before, you want to steer this massive ship of state in a direction back toward America first, back toward prosperity. It all starts, sadly, I can't find a single Democrat in this modern Democrat party left that will fight for America the way we need to fight for America. So I, I say again, vote them all out. I think some Democrat congressmen saying we need congressional hearings on these people being bused, these illegal immigrants being bused into the interior, being flown into the interior. Instead of truth and reality, what we need is congressional hearings and a potential impeachment of Joe Biden for not doing his job, for reversing course from successful border policy, border law enforcement that kept illegals out of this country, waiting their turn properly south of the border from getting in and, and gaming the asylum system by reversing all that and stopping deportations. We need congressional hearings. I mean, what else? Think of it. I know you guys who are smarter than the average radio listening bear. Just think of all the different points that we need congressional investigations for on the immigration issue by itself. How about, what was it that Tony Gonzalez said? 80 illegal immigrants on the terror watch list. I think that deserves congressional investigations, don't you? Because if we, well, I say we, our Border Patrol, they caught 80, processed 80. How many got away. And where are these terror cells? Bringing people maybe behind closed doors talking about the t- the terror cells, the sleeper cells that they're monitoring. We need congressional investigation. You name it. Uh, what else? How many women, how many girls have been raped coming to this country because of this huge magnet that Joe Biden has created and the flood of illegal immigrants, five million illegal immigrants more than likely crossing under his administration. So far, we, we're just getting started, boys and girls. How about congressional investigations into all these women and girls, 80% of them raped or molested by the cartels and the smugglers on the way up here? I've said it before. How many? Let's do congressional investigations on how many deaths? Let's compare the number of deaths in Texas ranch country in the southwest border, drownings on the river. People suffocating to death inside tractor-trailer rigs. You know, up in central Texas, up in San Antonio, 50-plus people. How many people dying right now under Joe Biden because of Joe Biden and his policies on the border as compared to Donald Trump when everything was all locked up nice and tight and people stayed south of the border? How about congressional investigation on that? Hmm? How about the billions upon billions that the cartels are making thanks to the number one cartel employee of the year of the last year and a half, Joe Biden, opening up the border and the cartels, every single human crossing the border illegally like a head of cattle, making thousands of dollars on every single person. The cartels being enriched by Biden's border policy. How about congressional hearings into that? Hmm? 
How about the expense at local level, hospitals, schools, non-government organizations? How about children coming here on their own and, and contractors paid by the government to the tune of millions of dollars to house these kids and protect these kids? How about congressional investigations into that? Is bogus asylum requests that people are gaming right now, being told by the cartels what to say. How about we do congressional investigations on the backlog of millions of people in the system right now waiting to be processed for asylum? They're gaming it. How about that? Hmm? I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show, broadcasting from her southern command in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. You want to say hello, send a comment, whatever. It's at Sergio Talk. Thanks for joining us on The Dana Show from South Texas. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Three Iranian nationals being charged with in a ransomware attack, an operation that targeted things like housing authority, government offices, domestic violence centers, cities, counties, government offices. They would uh, hold the information for ransom. Again, three Iranians responsible for this up northeast. Looks like grandma's monthly social security check it's going to fatten up a bit you might want to buy her a biggest a bigger mattress for christmas maybe she can sock away some of the extra cash she's going to get an extra 144 dollars every month in 2023 part of the cost of living adjustment from social security and the price of nba history michael jordan's uh his game shirt worn on game one 1998 finals million at auction. I'm Sergio Sanchez from South Texas. This is The Dana Show. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Even people across the border, there's a lot that say they want to come to Florida. So our message is, you know, we're not a sanctuary state. Uh, We don't have benefits or, or any of that. There are some sanctuary jurisdictions, and that would be better. Now, what would be the best is for Biden to do his damn job and secure the border. In Florida, Ron DeSantis, and I like that point that he's making and trying to emphasize. And I would hope that the Mexican, the well, some of the networks are Mexican, but even Central America, some of the Spanish speaking networks, that they would flip this, translate it quickly, and emphasize Florida is not a sanctuary state, Texas is not a sanctuary state. He and Governor Abbott hoping to send some of these illegal immigrants to sanctuary states and communities because that's what they need. Uh, we, as he, and the governor in Florida has said, yes, some municipalities are, when they claim to be sanctuary uh, places as well, but hey, he's, we're only sending illegal immigrants to places that they need to be, the virtual signaling places that claim that they welcome them with open arms. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, in for my friend Dana Lash. And um, stick around about two, three minutes. I'm going to share a conversation I have with Texas Senator Ted Cruz. He uh, takes the piñata stick and <laughs> starts hitting the left on their hypocrisy, especially as exposed by those plane rides that Governor DeSantis, uh, those planes full of illegal immigrants that he sent up to Martha's vineyard. Plus, you know, this whole thing about sending illegal immigrants to key cities that need to feel the pain and share the wealth, you know, they they need to um, provide, you know, pay their fair share. 
This was his idea. And in fact, he goes through a list of cities that he proposed in legislation about a year ago. So that's coming up in about two minutes on the Dana Show. I, I want to send a shout out to multiple Dana affiliates. Dana being, I think, I think she's listed number five, number six in the nation as far as top uh, talk radio shows nationwide. And for me, it's my goodness, Dana. Thank you, my friend. Love you and Chris and all the gang. Thank you for asking me to help out and fill in for the show. But next week in Washington, D.C., the Federation for American Immigration Reform will be conducting their annual, they call it the Feet to the Fire Radio Row Conference. And for several days, two, three days, hundreds of radio people descend on Washington, D.C. They do this radio row. Their local talk shows or regional talk shows or national talk shows, hundreds of these affiliates, many of them are Dana uh, Dana Show affiliates will be descending on Washington, D.C., doing radio and talking with all sorts of analysts and politicians and victims of crime from illegal immigration, property owners who are suffering under illegal immigration, all that that's taking place next week. I'm looking forward to meeting some of y'all who are Dana Show affiliates up in Washington for that Feet to the Fire Federation on Immigration Reform for Immigration Reform Annual Conference. And thank you for doing this. And I'm Lord willing, and there's, that's the plan, Lord willing, to be there with all the gang next week. And thank you for doing this. All right, so let me share with you a conversation I had with our Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Hey, it was his idea to send all these illegals into the interior. Go ahead, Val. Checking in from the swamp is our junior senator from Texas, Ted Cruz. How you doing, amigo? Sergio, good to be with you. Thankfully, I'm not in the swamp. I'm in beautiful Texas. I'm out in West Texas right now. Blessed soil. I understand that you made an effort to provide some common sense school safety ideas and got shot down by the Democrats. Tell me that story. What happened? Well, that's that's right. Obviously, it's September. Kids are going back to school all across the state of Texas and Uvalde. Kids are going back to school and particularly following the horrific shooting that happened in Uvalde earlier this year, following the shootings we've seen all across the state and across the country. Kids are understandably concerned. Kids are afraid. Parents are afraid. And I think we need to be doing much more to protect our children. I've introduced legislation that would be the most far-reaching school safety legislation that Congress has ever passed. It's $30 billion directed to protecting schools and making schools safer. And it does several things. Number one, it doubles the number of police officers on campus in order to protect our kids to keep them safe. It puts armed police officers there on campus so if, God forbid, some deranged man ban shows up trying to do harm to the kids, the police officers can stop that lunatic before any child is hurt. Secondly, it provides $10 billion of funding for 15,000 new mental health counselors in the schools. So many of these horrific madmen we've seen start out as lonely and depressed young men with with serious mental illness. And if we had mental health professionals on campus who were better able to see the early signs and to intervene and to help these young men, maybe we could prevent these kinds of horrific crimes from happening before they happen. I stood up this week on the Senate floor. I tried to pass this legislation, tried to pass it unanimously. But unfortunately, the Democrats stood up and objected. And in fact, the objector was Chris Murphy, who is the leading advocate of gun control in the Senate. He's a liberal Democrat from Connecticut. 
And when I laid out the argument that we need to do more to protect our kids, we need more officers to keep our kids safe, we need more school counselors, Senator Murphy stood up, and I was actually waiting eagerly to see what arguments he would present in opposition. He presented not a single argument. He simply stood up. I'm going to repeat the entirety of his speech against my legislation. Mr. President, I object. That is all he had to say because of the arrogance of today's Democrat Party. They don't think they owe the American people an explanation. He presented no reason why we shouldn't invest in more in school safety, but his priority is taking away Second Amendment rights from law-abiding citizens. So if it's just making our kids safer, the Democrats are blocking it and stopping it from passing it into law. Maybe you should have said, hey, we're going to give 10% of this to Ukraine. Can we pass it, please? Can we pass it again? A little Ukraine? Uh, you know, yeah. It's an awfully good idea. The, the cynicism, I'll tell you what, Sergio. So after that, I said, okay, maybe you don't like how this bill spends the money. I, I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't like investing more in mental health counselors and police officers that keep kids safe. But let me assume you'd rather spend it differently. I had a different bill. So Congress has appropriated $135 billion in COVID relief funds for schools that are still unspent, that the money is still just sitting there. I had a very simple one-page amendment that said school districts could use that money to enhance school safety, that if a school district believes it needs to invest in enhancing safety, whether that's hiring a police officer or enhancing physical security, it could use that yeah. money that Congress has already appropriated. Very simple bill. What did Chris Murphy and the Democrats do? Stood up and objected. They are literally blocking school districts even being able to spend federal funds to make our children safer at schools. It was one of the most craven and cynical political moves I've ever seen. Texas Senator Ted Cruz is my guest. Let me switch gears, Senator, because Look, we got WHO in the news this week saying, yeah, COVID's pretty much done. They're, they, they've been dragging their feet from finally declaring this pandemic over. I got more flu cases around here than we do COVID cases at the hospital. And that's, that's the same for every market all across the nation. We need some pressure on the White House calling Joe Biden out on this mandate for the COVID vaccine at the federal level that war he has some power, the executive branch, especially over the military. He needs to rescind that. He's weakening our country. All these soldiers, about eight, nine percent of active military, sidelined, not getting paid. They're being sidelined. We just need the whole COVID vaccine mandate rescinded. This thing's over. We need to push the president on this to stop weakening our country, stop weakening recruitment efforts. We fell short of recruitment efforts when it came to the military this year. Well, Sergio, you are exactly right. COVID vaccine mandates are wrong. They are immoral. They are an abuse of power. And I've been leading the fight against COVID vaccine mandates for two years now. Ever since we've had the vaccine, I've been, been leading the fight. And, and it is the Biden administration is brazenly abusing its power. I've introduced legislation, multiple pieces of legislation, to stop the Biden administration from forcing our active duty military to take the COVID vaccine from to force the Biden administration to stop trying to force federal employees to take the COVID vaccine, to stop the Biden administration from trying to force federal contractors to take the COVID vaccine, to stop the Biden administration from trying to force private employers to mandate the COVID vaccine. And, and look, many of Biden's efforts have been struck down in the courts. 
sadly, in the military, Biden is using this COVID vaccine to purge the military of anyone who might be free thinking, anyone who might be conservative. I am right now, I have led amicus briefs in court supporting Navy SEALs who Biden is trying to throw out of the service because they declined to take the COVID vaccine. If you want to take the vaccine, God bless you. That's your choice. It's your body. It's your choice. But who the hell is Joe Biden and who are the Democrats to say they're going to force you to take it and they're going to fire you from from, from your job? And I, I got to say, it is an absolute abuse of power. I get stopped every day. Just yesterday on, on United Airlines, I, United had a policy where they fired about 2,000 uh, pilots and flight attendants because they declined to take the vaccine. I lit into United at a public hearing. I, I held their CEO's feet to the fire and thankfully, United CEO backed off, and they brought their employees back. And, and Good. virtually every time I fly United, I have United employees who say, thank you for fighting for our freedom. Biden doesn't care. He's willing to fire Border Patrol agents, to fire soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines. He's firing police officers. It is an absolute abuse of power, and it's wrong. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, my guest, and I'm taking nominations, Senator, on the next markets that Governor Greg Abbott and Governor Ron DeSantis, Governor Ducey, where they should send the buses, where they should send the planes. I'd like to see them send them to L.A. I'd like to see them go to San Francisco, for example. The Pacific Northwest, I think here's so beautiful this time of year. I think we need to send as quickly as possible. I wish we had a fleet of them, some buses and, and planes full of illegal immigrants from the border to the self-proclaimed sanctuary state. Absolutely, yes. I, I think what, what Abbott and DeSantis are doing is exactly right. And, and you'll recall I proposed this idea last year. I introduced legislation that would formally send the, the waves of illegal immigrants we're having to places like Martha's Vineyard, to places like Nantucket, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Block Island, Rhode Island, Greenwich, Connecticut, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which is where Joe Biden vacations, Newport, Rhode Island, Scarsdale, New York, Palo Alto, California, where all the techies are, Yountville, California. That way Gavin Newsom can see, it, see them because that's where the French Laundry is, so he'll be having dinner there. St. Helena, California, <laughs> North Hero, Vermont, which is where Bernie Sanders hangs out. Uh-huh. I introduced that a year ago, and i got to tell you, it's really quite remarkable. So when I introduced that legislation, liberals lost their mind, which is not a new thing, but in particular, it was a very amusing thing. The, the county executive for Martha's Vineyard responded... Uh, to my introducing that legislation. And what he said is he said Martha's Vineyard would welcome the immigrants. And he said he wanted Martha's Vineyard to become a haven well, there you for go. immigrants. And there beyond that, he said, Cruz <laughs> simply doesn't understand. When he calls this a, bi- a border crisis, Cruz has no idea what he's talking about. Yesterday, these same bloody hypocrites up at Martha's Vineyard when they had 50-5-0 illegal immigrants showed up, declared it a humanitarian crisis. And, and, and I responded, I don't know where the county commissioner is, who said that, that I didn't understand, but I said, well, gosh, is it a crisis now? You said it wasn't a crisis. 
when Texas and the country has faced 4.2 million illegal immigrants, and now you whiny, hypocritical leftist billionaires sloshing Chardonnay on your back lawn going, lovey, dear, oh, my goodness, look what has showed up. It is is offensive. It is ridiculous. Uh And and I think instead of sending 50 or instead of sending 6,000, which is how many Abbott has sent to D.C., we need to send 600,000. These liberal hypocrites need to face the consequences of their cruelty and ignoring the crisis on the border. From my part, big thank you to Governor Ducey, Governor Abbott, Governor DeSantis. Keep it coming, gentlemen. Keep sharing the wealth of illegal immigration and let everybody pay their fair share, especially those communities who call themselves sanctuary states and sanctuary cities. Senator, be safe on the road. Good to talk to you again. That's our Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Thank you, my friend. God bless. Take care, brother. Be sure to catch all three hours of The Dana Show daily. Um, All the gang behind the scenes will condense everything and Upload it as a podcast. So all the news and information of the day and through the week, that's what I do on the weekend. I go back and listen to, to Dana and other dear friends and media and catch uh, some, some of their uh, broadcasts. So catch the Dana Show podcast online. Look for it today. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez broadcasting from the Dana Show Southern Command. You want to say hello? You need to go online to Twitter and say, uh, say hello via at Sergio Talk. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. Indeed, the Dana Show from her Southern Command office, RGV of Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi today, this weekend, or whenever the show play replays online as well at Sergio Talk. Love to hook up with you. So, um, thanks to Andy Berger. Thank you to. Eric Karen and Senator Ted Cruz for joining us. If you missed any of these very informative conversations, man, I, I love what I do for a living. I, I learn stuff every single day, every person I get a chance to interview. Uh, thank you to them for joining us. Go back and catch the podcast for Dana online. Quick uh, business note I, I promised you earlier, PWC survey. Things are changing in the workforce, people. Yes, I know we had like 11 million job openings and 4 million people jumping from job to job. Things are changing. PwC latest survey. 700 executives, board members, and decision makers at American companies. 52% of companies have enacted hiring freezes. Four in 10 rescinding jobs, axing signing bonuses, and they're getting ready to lay off people, they say. Just another sign of a recession. Today, um, tomorrow, that is, Saturday, tomorrow, the 17th is U.S. Constitution Day, and it also happens to be National Museum Day. So nationwide, hundreds of museums will be open and free admissions. So take the kids out on National Museum Day. And a big hug, POWs, MIAs, uh, POWs. My uncle was a POW from Korea, and today is their day, POW MIA Day. Thank you for joining us on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Have a great weekend.